The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Aki Brandon. So now it's the time for our closing song for the show. This week, I'd like to welcome back Troy Brownfield of the Saturday Evening Post with me. Hi, Troy. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we're going to close the close this, this week's show out with a song. Seeing as we talked back to the future Monday and the, the Power of Love music video isn't much to discuss and it's October now, so we're taking on Huey Lewis in the news, doing it all for my baby, which kind of was an easy choice here. October, Huey Lewis in the news, they got this video. Releases a single in 1987, the sixth single from the 1986 album Four, an album that cranked out hit after hit. Hip to be square, stuck with you, Jacob's Ladder, I Know What I Like, previously all on the radio before this. This particular song made them the first band to have five top 10 Hot 100 songs from one album. Pretty cool. So the music video, it's basically Bride of Frankenstein, Frankenstein with a lot of horror stuff in it. It's got one of those story intros. You remember those? You don't get, you don't get the song right away. We're going we're gonna to build up. <laughs> Well, I think it's interesting, too, because there's that whole idea of the story buildup to the song and the music video. But there's also this weird subgenre of tongue in cheek horror videos. Yeah. That like you think of this, you think of everybody by the Backstreet Boys. I mean, obviously. Yeah. but, But there's this whole you could start naming a lot of videos. And it's not by acts that you would expect to do it it's like oh you know halloween has a (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know it's always like these pop acts that just like to indulge in the do you think it's because they're not they're not creating them on their own they're not like that type of group i think michael jackson like thriller is kind of him but like backstreet boys they were probably just here we got one shoot this do you think it's kind of that or yeah i don't know primarily with you lose the news i think their whole thing was always like let's make the videos fun yeah they were leaned into the humor aspect of it really hard you mentioned stuck with you which is another one that's got a story intro with him and the girl and then they're <laughs> stranded on the island there's a callback in this video to stuck with you where they have yeah, the, the yeah. heads in the jars doing the bop like stuck with you yeah like the heads in the sand yeah exactly it's it's really one of their three lines i think is the the humorous video and anytime that they mm-hmm. did anything that seemed serious like the jacob's ladder video is a little bit more serious but hip to be square had that whole like super close-up like yeah. fish island kind of thing and every time i think of a video of theirs it's it's usually got some sort of goofy <laughs> like hey it's just the guys and you know huey right. yeah this might be w- one of the few that doesn't just have a s- straight performance to cut back to right they played with the monster stuff performance but they usually would just be like We'll do a live performance and then we'll shoot a video and we'll cut back to that live performance here and there. Or their video would just be live performance. So this one kind of jettisons that. It doesn't really have Huey singing at all either. 
I think. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, he does get crushed. So. <laughs> Plays two roles in it. He's a mad scientist. Himself, well, himself and then himself as the Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. I think that it's, it's, it's funny in a way because the, the production values, I feel like, are really pretty good. Mm-hmm. That they have some very deliberate lighting and whatnot it kind of reminds me the same year it reminds me of the monster squad a little bit oh like yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, you have that kind of somewhat bright 80s photography even though it's dark you get in the monster squad a little bit like that strobe light lightning right. <laughs> 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 that, that goes on but it if it, and you know it's funny it's like i have a, a pretty clear memory of the video even years later but it, 1987 just seems like it's later than it should have been right. in my head it seems like it was it was earlier. It, it's funny now because people joke about like the whole American Psycho thing, but people forget how big Huey Lewis and the news they were. They were huge. There's a lot of stuff in the 80s that just didn't make it over the 90s, and now we're like, forgot. Like Gutenberg, huge in the 80s. Like Huey Lewis, huge in the 80s. And they were, I mean, they were, they were big time. And now it's probably more known for Power of Love over or being that band of Back to the Future, just too dang, too dang loud. Yeah. You know, what's funny is Becky and I actually saw Huey Lewis in the news a few years ago at the lawn at White River. Oh, awesome. And not only was that show packed, but it was one of, it was one of those rare shows where it's, you know, it's like you see even a band that you really like, you might get one or two songs that are just like, oh, I don't know that one. Oh, they're playing like a rare B-side to amuse themselves. And it's like Huey Lewis in the news, top to bottom. You knew every freaking song on that playlist. And it was deep it was a lot of material the only other band i can think of that would be kind of comparable would be like cheap trick okay when i saw cheap trick live and it's like every freaking song it's like know that know that know that (laughs) something that you wouldn't be like necessarily an obsessive fan of like i'm a huge bob mold fan i'm gonna know all the bob mold songs when he plays them but hugh lewis was just a, a giant act i don't know if they would ever be a band that would be in for like some rediscovery Maybe if people went and looked at the videos, because a lot of them are just entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> no, would... I, I think people, I mean, if you know, you know, but yeah, and it, it's like, I think he's not able to perform anymore. He had some sort of vocal surgery or something. Yeah, it, well, I think it's it's hearing, is it not? Oh, maybe it's hearing or something. Yeah, there was some reason he had to stop touring recently, like the last couple of years. They put, they put together one more album. Like he did mm-hmm. the stuff that he was able to like kind of grind out, like the one last record kind of thing. But I, I don't know if it's been released yet. He did a movie I really liked in the early 2000s called Duets with Gwyneth Paltrow, Andre oh, Brower. Yeah. Oh, man. It was, he's fun in it. But I mean, that movie was, it's about karaoke competitions and yeah stuff. and he plays a swindling well, karaoke player star and he's great that song that he had the version of cruising he did with Gwyneth Paltrow yeah. was a legitimate hit that was a actual yeah. hit song yeah <laughs> that was good and then the Andre Brower doing Freebird at the oh my gosh whoo yeah that was beautiful but uh, we're talking about yeah I guess we're <laughs> doing it all for that, my baby um, it's a monster yeah. mash video we get the Bride of Frankenstein being built by grave robbers I mean the rest of the band though so Huey dies trying to fix a tire on the car or the van grave robbers take his body to the same castle his band says screw this we're going to eat at Uh, (laughs) and just horror stuff about it's just like classic haunted house you could either shoot this video there or you could shoot the like spirit halloween video for the 1980s there too like it's right that dress for both 
But I mean, they they do some fun stuff with monsters and and whatnot, and they have the weird kind of like, oh, it's the band type ending where the the one guy, the hunchback, goes to hit the power, and the scientist like no, and then magically it makes Huey just turn back to himself, and yeah. and the the bride Frankenstein stares at him, and he's just kind of like. Yeah, what what can you do? Yeah. And then she screams as if she's horrified of him. But I'm like, how many music videos ended like that back in the day? Like, oh, look at the band hijinks, or like, oh, it's. I, I feel like there's so many that had that little kind of weird jokey ending where like, oh, we're gonna get a more story. No, it's just a little cheap joke tapped on the end. But yeah, and it, one of the things I uh, that I appreciate is almost immediately is when you see Huey as the mad scientist, he's got the steam coming out of his ears gag. Yeah, so it's just a cartoon that you know they're just leaning into the whole cartoony aspect. But I I do like the idea that, and I don't know, maybe maybe it's on their terms, maybe it's a little bit of self mythologizing or something. But you really get the idea that they never saw themselves as much more than like a really good bar band that was grounded in rock and roll and rhythm and blues kind of stuff that mm-hmm. just got really popular. Well, there's kind of like and, a Chicago scene of like white blues at the time that was big too but they yeah. were above that they were like the pop sensation that maybe inspired a lot of that there are bands like five guys with day jobs and stuff <laughs> it's like that was the name of the band but <laughs> everybody that was around them you know like springsteen was springsteen i mean he'd mm-hmm. been around a while but springsteen still had a little bit of a cultivated look you know born in the usa era springsteen he was either wearing the jean jacket or the leather jacket he was like working class Bruce Springsteen. Then you had Michael Jackson and Prince and Madonna and all these people who had very effective, cultivated looks. Then you listen to the news, look like dads. Yeah. <laughs> and they were just, you had the one guy in the band with sunglasses, but everybody else was just wearing like jeans and maybe button up shirts. And we just got off work and now it's time to rock. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, true. But they have that image that it, it's kind of fun to see him lean into the the stuff like the horror movie thing, which I imagine the pitch meeting was something similar to the Don't Lose My Number video with Phil Collins, where all the oh, guys are coming in and pitching him all the different versions of the video. Someone comes in and it's like, Huey, Universal Monsters. And they're like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you like the song? I mean, I... I have a hard time not liking Huey Lewis in the newest songs, but I, I guess this yeah. wasn't intended for the band, but used later on from what I was researching. I think it's, how do I put it? I think it's a fine song. I don't dislike it at all. I don't think it's as good as some of the better Huey Lewis in the news songs. Like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Walk, Walking on a Thin Line by, might be my favorite Huey Lewis song, which is like way more rock than a lot of the later stuff. Right. It's certainly like when you look at a lot of this, man, 1987, and I have an article I'm working on at some point for this, like 1987 is one of the best album years ever. So it's crazy the amount of good music out there. So I think it's it's definitely a good pop song, but I think that in the face of a lot of the stuff that was out at the same time, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't hold up with some things. And the stuff from that album that you mentioned, Hip to Be Square and Stuck With You, I think mm-hmm. are stronger well, yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree there. Yeah, those are definitely stronger. This, yeah, this has been kind of a maybe middle of the road for me with Huey and Lewis. But like, if it was yeah. the one that played on a night, I'd be like, yeah. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I get you there. I thought Stuck with You is before this, but they're on the same album. Or no, after this. I thought it was after this, but they're on the same album. I was lost in my yeah it's knowledge there. I was four. like, oh crap, yeah, they're on there. 
Yeah, they were also in that space of one album went right to the other. Like they mm-hmm. had the, like you said, six or so singles. And like they stretched out over like two years and then the next album dropped and then it stretched out. And then like, uh, I think it was Small World. And that like <laughs> went right, right into the next album cycle. There was like no discernible break between those things, which, yeah. which is crazy. Know, I mean, back then. Of, we were talking a few weeks ago on the show about Paul Abdul Forever Your Girl album that had like six singles as well. And we're just like, and they were all bangers. They were all like, they all worked. Yeah. But it's just like, man, what they could do back then. And and now when like the focus is becoming just singles, it's like, it's crazy. But like, yeah, the amount released and how the life of an album for that time, like you could get a good two to three years out of an album back then. But. Yeah. One that I, the, the the whole story of that's really interesting and also 1987 was uh hysteria that mm-hmm. the whole story of that like from rick allen losing his arm and everything you know mutt lang's whole thing was he went in and he said we're making a heavy metal thriller like we're gonna get seven hit singles off of this album and they were like you're insane and he's like nope you guys are making seven hit singles you know if it kills all of us uh, and they and they did it you know yeah. that's the crazy ass thing about it is they managed to pull it off so that but i I think too that you've got a thing of when they're making videos and they're trying to make them distinct there are a lot of performance videos a lot of 1987 videos Mm -hmm. even if they have storyline videos you know i was thinking of jody watley the other day because she liked the tweet of mine so that was awesome she did a lot of performance oriented videos a lot of people that were like you too you know with or without you is the performance video streets have no name well, with or without you came from rattle and hum just like ripped from it right i think that's yeah, yeah that where i it came think from? so it's like the black and white yeah satiric, yeah it, it, but it's all they're all performance mm-hmm. videos and a lot of the a lot of the hip-hop stuff that was happening was performance videos so i think that maybe by creating videos like this maybe they were trying to distinguish themselves from other stuff on the channel and yeah i get, think like what was the first was stuck with you the first single off this one I think I, I feel like it was. I feel like the most complex or biggest production videos when you have that many seem to be the first and maybe the last because the last one's like, well, we need to, we can't just have another performance video and hope to sell the last people on this record. Maybe we'll make a funny video that people think of with that possibly. Cause I remember, yeah. I, I'm remembering like, well, maybe not uh, like Jagged Little Pill that had a, just a ton of singles. And yeah. I remember just turning on MTV and being like, well, oh, there's another one from this thing. But I think those got, cheaper looking as they went but trying to think of like because with the paula abdul thing the opposites attract it's an animated cat and her dancing around in like these you know more expensive sets and that's last and i'm like okay that probably was the most expensive one to make and it was last but and heck of a song to hold out to the end on for the radio geez patience wow but yeah here a slower kind of like well this is the last thing that probably works on the radio from this album (laughs) Here you go, and right. but the bigger video. So I don't. It's interesting. Yeah, it's easy to say it was a different time, you yeah. know. <laughs> but well, that's why I'm fascinated. That's why I'm doing this series because I'm like, man, I don't think people know like music videos were like an art. It was it's marketing, but they were an art form. Yeah. They brought us some of our great directors. Now they were taken really seriously. You look forward to them. Some had stories. Some did. You know, some were just like, yeah. well, let's put a song out, but. There's a lot of experimental stuff done with them, and it just fascinates me how much, how much of a thing they were that they just aren't now. Some people do videos, but nobody cares anymore. I don't know. Yeah, 
Gaga still does videos that get hundreds of millions of views. It depends who you are. And I think Huey is, I think he's a really interesting cat. And I think that they are just overlooked. I think when people talk about 80s stuff, they somehow manage to overlook. Is it because he didn't inspire anything and they weren't ridiculous? Like, is it? Maybe. Maybe it might be because they were just, uh, and I wouldn't say like safe necessarily because like I want a new drug is not necessarily a safe song. Some of these other songs they did are not necessarily safe. <laughs> yeah, I think that it's really interesting that like Huey of all the bands we could have talked about is like a really great bridging, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mechanism. What year is it? Nineteen ninety-one. You're done. Yep. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, Huey. Sorry. That'll do it for this week on the show. Troy, one more time, where can people find you? Yeah, I am at Troy Brownfield on Twitter. Also check out Spark Shooter on Webtoon. All right. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon4KUHD. My written works at YSOBlue.com. More written work info on this episode and others at BrandonPetersShow.com. And we'll be back next week with a brand new show. So thanks for listening. Have a good weekend. And remember to keep positivity and an open mind in your online film chatter. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Alsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at thebrandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at thebrandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found. 